you know, a lot of things happen in our lives. Uh, sometimes that make us uh, timid, kind of, you know, scared, have fear. But uh, since, I guess, because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, right? But uh, we know for one thing for sure, God is holding our tomorrow. He's Lord of our lives and He's holding our tomorrow. So we can boldly uh, face tomorrow with anticipation, uh, with the faith, right? Okay, I'm going to read the passage. Would you all stand wherever you are? Let's, let's receive the word of God today. Colossians, today's passage from Colossians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and those at the Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I'm sorry. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. Is that it? I think so. This is what I believe. Maybe said it. Uh, I titled today's message as. Uh, wait, it was a title. Okay, there was a title. Okay, it is a, the Church of Jesus, Church of Jesus, or Church of Christ. So I want to talk about church today. Uh, as you know, church is not a building, right? It's not a structure. Uh, in Matthew 16, uh, Jesus asked disciple. Who do people say I am? And Peter answered, You are the Christ, Son of the living God. And Jesus is happy. And Jesus said, On your profession, I will build my church. Uh, that's what Jesus said to Peter, right? Uh, On your profession, I will build not your church, but my church. This is Jesus' church. Uh, uh, that means uh, you and I, we are churches, right? Because we have, if we have professed that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God, he said, I will build my church. That means he's going to build the church based on our profession. So if you profess your faith in Christ, you are church. We are living churches. And today I want to talk about church. Uh, what does Jesus' church look like? I'm sure there are many uh, ways to uh, share the thought. But based on today's text, it's going to be a very uh, brief message. Uh, I want to share three things uh, that who we are in Christ. First one, <clears throat> that we are loving community. Church is a loving community. I'm going to read the passage once again. Uh, I want you to know how much I am struggling with you. And for those at the Laodicea and for all who have met me personally, have not met me personally, my purpose is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love. You see the underline, unite in love. Paul never seen uh, members of Colossians, uh, church, of, church at the Colossae. Uh, it was uh, Epaprous uh, who uh, got the gospel message through Paul 
when his hometown, he planned a church, he started a church. And Laodicea is a near town. So this guy named Epaphras, Epaphras, he went to his hometown and planned both the church. And the church was young, yet they had some internal issue. The four teachers came into church and they began to emphasize their false teaching. With that, Epaphras went to Paul, where he was in prison, Paul was in prison, and asked for advice. I have problems, can you uh, deal with this? So with that heart, uh, Paul wrote a letter to church in Colossae. So it was more like, like grandfather, grandparents. Grandpa is writing a love letter to his grandchildren. Because through Paul, Epaphras received the word. Through Epaphras, the church in Colossae and Laodicea received the word of the Lord. When I was in Philippines as a missionary many years ago, I had a chance to teach at the local Bible college. My main mission was to train local church pastors. One of the faculty members was Asian-American guy. I knew him so well. He didn't know me clearly, but I knew him because he was the guy, uh, he received the gospel message through the person whom I discipled. So I felt like, hey, that guy's my like, grandchild. And whenever I see him, I felt like I really love this guy. I guess that, that, that kind of setting is here. With, with, with that, that, that loving heart, Paul was writing. When you look at the Colossians, you, you can sense his love toward these this people, church members in Colossae. Do you know this song? I love this family of God. Jenna, do you know this song? I love this family of God. It's our song. Uh, so closely leaded into one. They've taken me into their heart. And I'm so glad to be part of this great family. I love that song. I mean, they just took me as I am. I mean, we're colorful, right? Aren't we colorful? We have all distinctiveness and unique colors, yet God is leading us together as one family of God. That's what, that's what church is about. Church is a loving community. Church is not a place where distant person show off their distancy. But broken people share the brokenness and be accepted by love of Jesus Christ. That's what church is about. You know, Jesus said this. He, in fact, he gave us commandment. A new command I give you, love one another. This is a new command. I want to give to you, love one another. As I've loved you, oh, this demand is too, I guess, too much. You know, he gave everything to love us, right? Just as I have loved you, so you must love one another. Stand there, so I. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. That is the new commandment God has given to us. That's what church is about. Church is a place where you exercise love. Church is a love, loving community. Second point, it is encouraging community. Church of Jesus is where you experience encouragement. If you don't get encouragement from church, where can you get it, right? This is a place where you be accepted as you are and be encouraged. Church has to be the safest place where you can be yourself and be encouraged. 
You don't have to put a mask and perform as if you figured out things. You just can come as you are and just be accepted. Just, just like Christ has accepted us as we are. We have to accept one another. I love this expression. I don't know if you have heard of this expression. I'm not okay, but you're not okay. I'm not okay, you're not okay. But it's okay because we have Jesus Christ. You heard the expression, right? I'm not okay. Linda, you're not okay. Joe, Janet. By the way, today's Janet's birthday. Happy birthday, Janet. But it is okay. We're not okay because we have Jesus Christ. You know, I'm, I'm trying to collect some writing. I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm trying to write a book. If I want to write a book, actually, this is a title that I uh, came up with. It is okay not to be okay. The reason I chose that title is I, I witnessed so many of us in church, outside of church, people need encouragement. I wish they can see Christ. I wish they, their spiritual blindness be opened and see Christ and how, how precious that they are in God's sight. It is okay not to be okay. Faith is not uh, looking at yourself and get pumped up. Sometimes you get pumped up by looking at yourself, right? Oh, I think uh, I'm a pretty decent person. Or most of the time, get discouraged. Oh my goodness. That's not what faith is about. Faith is looking at Jesus Christ. Not looking at yourself. Colossians verse 2 says, uh, My purpose is that they may be encouraged in heart. That they may be encouraged in heart. reason that he wrote the writing of the letter for the Colossians, that they may be encouraged. Hebrews 10, 25 says, Let us not give up meeting together. Oh my goodness. I mean, it's for hard. For us to get together, right? Due to the COVID-19. Who knew? I mean, it's going to happen like this. Anyway, as some are in the habits of doing, but let us encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. You know what? Day is approaching. Either it's personal last day or universal ending. We should encourage one another. One of the America's greatest president was Abraham Lincoln. I personally like him. I read many uh, actually books relating Abraham Lincoln. Did you know he had a severe depression uh, that caused him to stay in bed many days? He struggled with self-esteem and confidence in all of his lives. On the evening of April 14, 1865. It was about exactly 100 years before I was born. <laughs> 18, that's why I remember 1865. He got assassinated. After his death, he, they discovered from his pockets he had a handkerchief, he had a two pairs of reading glasses, he had a watch fob, and pocket life, and he had a $5 bill. Not that, you know, that we have. Who's, who's on the $5 bill? Abraham Lincoln, right? But it was a confederate currency. And 
there were also few newspaper clippings. One of them has so many creases. It was obviously, obviously Lincoln had read and read it many times. It was an article about the speech given by Englishman named John Bright, who said Abraham Lincoln is one of the greatest men of all time. Today, Abraham Lincoln is one of the most popular president that ever lived. But back in those days, he wasn't popular at all. Many people criticized him. Many newspaper articles, you know, shared hectic, the harsh, the critical command on him. And when he got assassinated, people, some of people, many people actually were glad that he got killed. Why do you suppose he kept that article in his pocket and read it over and over again? I suspect it was because whenever he reads it, read an article, it encouraged his heart to continue to press on. You all need encouragement. That's what church is about. We have to encourage one another. And last point that I want to share is learning community. Church is the learning community. I'm sure you heard this expression, to know him and make him known. You heard the expression, right? That is our mission. That's the reason that we live. For us to make him known, we have to know him, right? Uh, again, verse 23, 20, verse 2, uh, my purpose is that they may increase in heart and unite in love so that they may have full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ. We have to know him deep away. You know, this is a lifelong process. This has to be our life's purpose. Get to know him deep away. We have cell phones. You know, this cell phone is amazing uh, devices, right? I mean, isn't it? I mean, whenever you want to know something, you can just Google it and you, you got an answer right away. I recently uh, asked Google, who is Jesus Christ? And Wikipedia gave me the first few sentences like this. Jesus was first century Jewish preacher and religious leader. He is the central figure of Christianity. Is it right? Oh, of course it is right. But we all know Jesus is more than Jewish leader, Jewish preacher, right? We got to know him deep away. This is what Paul actually prayed in, in the section of Ephesians chapter 3. I think it starts like 14 or 15. It was, it was, the format is a prayer. This is Paul's prayer. And let me read from 18. May have power, that you may have power together with all saints, to grasp how wild, how long, and how high, how deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpassed the knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. That was Paul's prayer. This is my prayer. During this pandemic, COVID-19, I wish and pray that you and I uh, to get to know Jesus deeper way. Not just knowing him through our parents or uh, through the friends or siblings, but like personal way, but it's deeper way. He's going to manifest himself to us. 
especially whenever we go through difficulties, difficult times. Do you know God wants you to be rich? Did you know that? God wants you to be rich. But how do you define rich? How do you define richness? Let me define what rich means. This is my definition of rich. One who has ability to know that his or her needs are being met by Christ and enjoy the life. That's how I want to define richness. There are financial rich people out there who are so poor in spirit. And there are truly rich people out there who learned the secret of being content and has ability to live day by day. Trusting God and enjoying the life. Trusting God and enjoying the life. Listen, Steve, Steve Bing, uh, he was actually he was 55, same age as I am who was a Hollywood billionaire. He, uh, he committed suicide. He died where... I, I, I know the building that I always pass by. And it was high-rise, very expensive mansion. Then he, he fell down from 27th floor. I cannot tell what was really the thing that he has been struggling with. But newspaper articles say he had a struggling with loneliness. You know, when he was born, his grandfather left him $6 billion as inheritance. He was a super-duper rich person. He knew the President Clinton, uh, you know, person, first name, and they were good friends, and he was a very influential person in Hollywood. Yet, uh, he committed suicide. I mean, I don't want to easily say, you know, what, what was his problem, but one thing for sure, the richness couldn't really... Help him, right? It's not the material that uh, makes us hold. It's not a material, the money that makes us truly rich. Who's a rich person? Person who knows Jesus Christ's personal way. That's what I want to say. That's, that's true abundance. You know, Christ said, uh, I, I came so that you may have life, life in abundance, right? That's what true richness is about. How can you have true abundance in this life? By getting to know him deeper way. And verse 3 says, In whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In Christ, you will see all the treasures. Uh, I'm going to conclude my message by uh, saying this. Have you ever said or heard from someone, uh, I didn't get anything today by coming to church. Have you? Have you? Was it you? <laughs> uh, you know what? Church is not a place where you get something, but church is a place where you give, where you contribute. Uh, if you want to get encouragement, try to give encouragement to others. Then you will soon receive encouragement. If you want to uh, receive love, try to give love to others. You will soon experience love from others. Actually, we are not coming to church. 
are coming to Jesus Christ, right? And Jesus will bless you. The reason that we emphasize church is that when you gather together in Jesus' name, He is with us. That's why church community is so important. Let's go to Jesus this week. Amen? Let's go to Jesus this week. Let's pray together. Lord, uh, you have given us this community, very unique community. And Lord, I'm so grateful that you are the head of this community. Father, let church be your church. Help us to have loving community, encouraging community, and get, getting to know your Lord, community, Lord. As we build each other up, I want to be glorified, Father, and, and bless this community. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.